Well, uh, a few weeks back, um, during a, a very trying time, which has calmed down a bit when we, uh, we were experiencing in this country, on this side of the world, uh, anti-Semitic incidents at a rate and at a pace that we were not used to, uh, it did cause a lot of tension in the community, to say the least. And um, at that time, we said that uh, probably one of the best people to uh, speak to about the whole situation and in general relations between the, uh, uh, the black and Jewish community would be Nisim Black, our wonderful friend, who is in Beit Shemesh, Israel, and will join us in a minute. And he recommended that uh, Zachariah Levine, who he works closely with and uh, is based in Jerusalem, if I told you where he lived, you'd be jealous, uh, in terms of specifically where he lives. Uh, and Zachariah agreed to come in live in the studio, even though he had to travel about four hours this morning to get here uh, to help us address this issue as well. So first I'll say to our in-studio guest, Zachariah Levine, shalom, shalom and welcome to JM in the AM. What a delight to meet you, and it's great to have you here. Amen, amen. And on our telephone, and this won't surprise you, he's driving as he speaks with us. Nisim Black is, in fact, with us somewhere around the Beit Shemesh area. Nisim, shalom, and welcome back to JM in the AM. Yeah, shalom. Welcome, welcome, welcome to you. Back into you, shalom. <laughs> when Nisim was here, we had an opportunity to speak to him about, you know, the his background, where he comes from, uh, the 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 difficulties, the uh, associations he had, the different journey he had compared to what we're used to in our community and the type of stuff we're used to talking about in terms of our own history. Uh, do you have a similar story to his? You know, certainly uh, born on Earth. I think we are both born on Earth. <laughs> and, uh, you know, since then uh, definitely navigated a path that uh, was filled maybe with some wrong choices, but Hashem has an ability to turn... Uh, all things into a positive if you're sincere Uh, and so certainly traveled a path to grow closer and closer to him which eventually led me to uh you know um into yiddishkeit and 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 then eventually into being a resident of of eretz israel how long do you know him uh i guess it's coming up on what is it a only like a year and a half oh so this is not this is not like you grew up together or anything like that (laughs) you're not from the same neighborhood no, no, he's no, from... no. <laughs> Neeson, we know, is from the Seattle area. Where's Zacharia from? I'm from Minneapolis, Minnesota, North Minneapolis. Interesting. So how'd you meet? Uh, we met, actually, I think the first time walking through the streets of Mayor Sharm as two, uh, two hungry, hungry Yidden, uh, you know, I think I was looking for food or just left food. I'm not sure where he was headed. Uh, but then we eventually also met up. Uh, for a bit of a little dinner, and then uh, and then just sort of hit it off from there. And Nisim described what his neighborhood was like, ah. where he grew up. Yeah. He described the drugs and the problem that, that that caused for people in the community. He described knowing people who, frankly, were murdered at, yeah. at a relatively young age. Yeah. Was it similar for you in, in Minnesota, in that type of environment? It was better or worse? What would you say? Yeah, we definitely, I think Minneapolis led the nation in murders, maybe in, I don't want to say it was like 96 or something like that, wow. but certainly at some point. And, uh, you know, definitely a community with a ton of positives and also, you know, some uh, some challenging things and, and some negatives that, you know, are less than ideal. But I think Malcolm Gladwell talks about the outliers right. and those who kind of, respond to these traumatic moments and potentially come out with a different level of hizuk, you know, as they move through life. Nisim, would that be an accurate way of putting it? Has Zacharia hit the nail on the head that there are those exceptions that, thank God, are able to make their way out of community situations like that? Absolutely, absolutely. Many different ways and different paths. 
you know, I have some friends that, you know, went on and, and uh, done well for themselves in terms of, like, you know, education, you know, one's become a lawyer, some obviously became professional athletes, which isn't something so new. But, you know, I was very pleased recently I was able to be back in Seattle and uh, hear about some of my friends who went on to be successful, uh, you know, photographers. I have one friend who's now the chaplain for the L.A. Lakers. Um, And, like, you know, so there's definitely those, those who make it through the storm, you know, absolutely. Wow. I'm glad to hear that because I know that uh, your life as a youngster was filled with a lot of stories where where guys did not end up in uh, in, in positions like that. I'm glad that you've seen Bar- Baruch Hashem so many success stories at this point. So, uh, you know, uh, we invited you, Zacharia, here, and we asked Nisim to be on our phone line. Uh, I, I get, I'm trying to put this the right way, if there is a right way. The tension that exists, uh, we saw it with some of the, uh, uh, the uh, anti-Semitic episodes that were going on in the New York, New Jersey area. Hopefully they... They've come to an end, or at least have slowed down. I think the impression is that they have, and um, and very often when we see, um, you know, who's intimidating who, so to speak, very often it's a clash between uh, black and Jewish uh, members of the community, and it, it has to be. And I saw this in an article that that Nissim was interviewed for, so I know that what I'm saying is somewhat accurate. It has to be extremely painful to to be somebody who is both a member of the uh, color community and the Jewish community, and to see this go on. Yeah, no question. No question. Um, you know, I, I think the thing is, is that in traumatic situations or those with trauma, you know, they say hurt people, hurt people. Well, you have two hurt people, then, you know, it's almost like it looks like a, a fight to the death. But in truth, you know, both parties think they're protecting their interests of their own regards. I think ultimately what you're saying is a bit of a, uh, an erosion of the archaic system, sort of which has been color-based, and now a search for cultural standing. Uh, and so, again, I think, like, white is not a thing. There's no, you know, place on the map that says white. There's no place on the map that says black. Uh, so as you move past those things, you get into, like, who someone actually is and what that says about them uh, and that they're, who they're proud to be, their cultural, their perspectives. And so um, I think that hopefully as, as culture comes to the forefront and we sort of get rid of the color-leading conversation, the color-leading conversation just points out opposite. So people always ask me all the time, you know, how do you feel being a black Jew? I said, ah, only black Jew I know is Nissim Black and, and Robinson Black and their children. Other than that, you know, he's just a Jew of color now um, in terms of those who aren't maybe uh, identifying with, with Judaism, then again, there's maybe more of a fight to identify and recapture one's culture. Uh, but I think ultimately that the world's change that we're all looking for comes as we put color aside and start moving in a more culturally uh, acknowledging way. It took me a second to get the line. You're, you're saying that because their name is black. That's, yep. <laughs> that's the only... Nisim, um, is it possible to do what Zaharia just described? Is it possible for people, especially en masse, you know, to a very large level, to get to a point where we're ignoring color and we're ignoring those differences? Uh, yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it's definitely possible. I think it's something that's, you know, for sure going to take some work, you know. Um, but one of the things I did say about the Join the City uh, interview, and I think it's really, it's only come up even more since I said it, um, was that, you know, First, just look at the things, you know, my father, for instance, is a pastor and theologian. Right. Right? Yeah. You've told us that. Now, one of my biggest, he's one of my 
you know, it's not the favorite person, you know what I'm saying, in my life, you know what I'm saying, just in terms of just seeing his growth and who he used to be and how he's been able to affect so many different people in his world. And, and he's definitely somebody to look up to. When he and I are together, we almost never talk about religion or things that would, would you know what I'm saying, would, would make us different with one another. Rather, the things that connect us right. are the things that we spend the most time on. And I feel like, you know, being African-American and also being Jewish or black or colored, whatever you want to call it, every 500 years, um, <laughs> the, the, the truth is, is that I grew up not knowing anything really about the Holocaust, neither did any of my peers or anything like that. Right. I didn't know anything about that really until I was really focused on, you know, completing the game. Right. Now, and I ran into many Bachem. I just, I was, learn, I was learning with a rabbi the other day, and the topic came up, and he's like, oh, really? Blacks got into America because they, they were slaves? Really? No, you don't say. Really? You know? <laughs> uh, so it's, it's so much out there that we just have grown to not even know right. about each other's, like, these, these things. And it wasn't easy for Jews when they came here to, uh, from Europe. You know what I'm saying? When they got here also. Uh, and, and how many people had to give up Shabbos and, 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 and their values and cultures. And, and our whole entire thing has been shipped from us also to some degree. So there's so much to connect on and to, and to get past rather than looking at what's different. You know what I mean? Nisim Black from Israel, Zachary Levine here in our studio in New York, talking about uh, relationships between communities. You know, you, you and I, uh, when you were here, Nisim, uh, spoke about uh, the concept that if people really got to know each other, if people greeted each other with respect, you know, Zachariah walks in this morning. I've never met him before in our in my life. We are clearly from very different backgrounds, but we had a joy in meeting each other, and we had a right. joy in 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 the few minutes we spent together just before this conversation began. And I think you'd agree that if if somehow we can encapsulate that and get people to have that kind of attitude when they walk the streets and see strangers, and when they're riding the subways and see people who are different, uh, I, I think that would go a long way, right? Absolutely. I think, you know, one of the biggest things is, is that, 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 that you know, um, that fails to, fails to be emphasized, you know what I'm saying, within Yiddishkeit even, is that, you know, one of the things is we don't spend a lot of time, especially in the current system, in Yeshiva system, learning Tanakh, right? It's right. just clear. It is That's what true. it is. Right. The women are for sure much more, uh, you know, acquainted right. with what's going on inside the Navi and different things like that. But one of the things that I couldn't help to see, when I remember when I came to Yiddishkeit, I remember placing the Tanakh on the table, right? And I said to God, we're starting over, and I'm going to read this book, and I'm only going to look for your character. I'm going to know what you love, what you hate, what you reward, what you punish. And there are a few different things I learned out of reading just Tanakh straight, you know, not without having any before I was just so soul-searching, right? Yep. One of the things I know most about Hashem and what I still hold today is that the thing that 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 seems to bring on the most judgment or that bothers him the most is how people treat other people. Right. How we treat the widows, how we treat the orphans, how we treat those and I was very um um Hashem yesterday it came into a beautiful, beautiful Kiddush on 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 uh, I think it was Rabbi Elazar who had the incident with the man who he described as ugly, and the man's response to him was that go and tell the, the, the creator, right? Go and tell the one who made me what an ugly creation that he made, right? Right. So one Mephoshim on this, a very interesting thing, one Mephoshim on this, the Masha, I believe, he said that 
this man that he that he was talking to was from B'nai Kush. Right. From the B'nai Kush. Right. 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 People of color. Right, people of color. What was the chuva after he followed and tried to to, to, to apologize to this person? The chuva was that not only did for him to get the to, to apologize, he went on into the to the Beit Knesset teaching other people how important it was not to treat other people that way. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Oh yes. And we come to. In terms of Yiddish, I experienced this also. We're trying to get my kid into school. There's the curriculum of Mishnah and Torah and all these things somehow don't include how we treat the other person, whether they're Jewish, they're not Jewish, and because they don't look like this, you know what I'm saying? It's a major problem, and I think that this is, you know, more than anything, something that, you know, Shem is very, 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 you know, I, I joke with a friend of mine that, you know, after 120, uh, God may say to some of us, why were you so focused on this and this? All I ask is that you take care of the widows and orphans. That's all I ever asked. Why were you so focused on so many other different things? And it's funny you mentioned those, it's funny you mentioned those two relationships in, uh, in the way you describe caring for other people because those who are familiar with the prophets know that that is a very, very big concern for the one above. Uh, so so. By the way, speaking of taking care of people, sounds like Nisim's very preoccupied with taking care of people right now. What would you say, Zacharia? I'm very <laughs> to the audience, but this, this is a uh, Jewish podcast. You guys will understand. I got my kids. And uh, I, took, I took my baby, who's, who's, who's he's only nursing, and my wife really wanted to go to this play. So I'm like driving around the block, going over, hoping he goes to sleep. So. What a strategy. I, rem I remember 20 years ago, I did the same thing. Don't worry. Nisan Black with us live via telephone. Zachary Levine is here. So you might say, Zacharia, that as much as we demand that people in other communities take on these traits, if we ourselves, meaning the Jewish community, takes on take on these traits, we have no idea what that is going to, uh, to do to others. You know, I, I think of Jersey City. Mm. People went ahead from the Jewish community, and just as a gesture, nothing more than a gesture, they could have ignored the black community there, but right. nothing more than a gesture. They went and did a a drive and and brought in food items for people in need in the community, just to show that you know we are one. And people don't realize that people who are the recipients on that end, who might have a certain attitude toward Jews, their attitude toward Jews may have changed drastically just because of that gesture. Well, you know, I, certainly gestures go a long way. I think one thing, and I, I'm sure Nissim can echo this, and I think a lot of others can as well. Again, to me, it goes back to the whole sort of black-white thing. Like if you walk in majority of communities and you say, hey, do you know what a Jew is? You know, crickets. Right. Uh, no, no clue. No, no, no. Now if you walk in and said, hey, Jews are white. Well, just because of the historical trauma that "quote unquote" black people have faced, "quote unquote," at the hand of white people, then they say, "Ah, oh, we don't like we don't like Jews." Not because they have any knowledge or any depth or perspective or historical context or cultural relevance to what a Jew is, but because you said, "Ah, a Jew is white." Now I say, oftentimes when speaking to to you know fellow Jews, it's like, if Jews were white, what happened in Europe, right? Why wasn't everyone just like, "Hey, everyone here is white. Right. Everything is good. No problems here." No, that's obviously not how. It was going down, just like it doesn't go the same way when you get people in a room that all look alike. That's not how we operate, you know. Um, so moving past that, again, I think is a cultural thing. For me, when I walk somewhere and I see some, 
see someone I say good job they don't say good job or whatever I'm thinking ah this person might be a holocaust survivor their grandparent may be a holocaust survivor whatever case may be they've got reason for this trauma that has them behaving in a certain way I don't take it personally just kind of like this week's right. Parsha and this Aliyah for today how you know Moshe Rabbeinu and the people of Israel are griping and he says you know aren't, you know, it's like you guys aren't griping against us you guys are griping against God you know I'm not taking it personally so I try not to take it personally on the flip side I think if that other side also looked at me in the same way, like, man, this guy just walked into a shul, you know, 75 people staring at him, three people didn't smile, 10 people, whatever, 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 maybe give the guy a little leeway and a little breathing room, you know, it, it goes a long way. But ultimately, the, the thing is, I think they say the world uh, gives you what you're reflecting off. Right. And so if each person really looks at it like that, then our ability to sort of correct and clean the mirror moves a lot faster. So as much as I'd like to get caught up in all these high-level thinkings, I know in terms of my interrelational interactions day-to-day, I'm empowered to try to greet people warmly, to be understanding, to be loving, to be kind, and that at some point that that'll be also what I receive. Uh, and if not, then thank God I'm getting my gripes down here and not in Shemayim. Nisim, what do you think of Zachary's comments? I definitely, I think it's true. And I would echo, I would echo and say that, you know, um, it goes, it kind of goes back to what I'm saying, knowing each other's struggle, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what's in. And also, uh, I'm, I'm a wider, in the, in the outside, outer community. And the truth is, you know, as everything, I, 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 when I was very honest with, with Alice, I'm very honest with everybody. Like, I didn't enjoy seeing much uh, shots because I wasn't barely sleeping. And I actually went to my Rob last night, Rob. I was just, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling behind this because I've had more conversations with individuals. And it really has been, um, what I've seen is that there's a certain um, perspective. You know, for instance, I have a video coming out. Um, this is not a plug for the video, but I definitely want to talk about what happened on set when I did this. Now, some people may say it's controversial. Um, the truth is, is that I dressed African-American men in this video is in as Hasidim. Most of the people that said anything to me had a problem with it were not Hasidim. I was Hasidim. I can't wait for it to come out, right? But I want you to know something. When we shoot videos in, in Ukraine, and I say we, there's plenty of other artists who use white characters, and we put keepers on them, and we, and we, even the Jews, nobody has any problem with that. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Let me tell you what happened on the flip side. These guys who were dancing, and anybody there that knew it, they seen the Jew, the hidden of coming by to take pictures, and, and, and the love that, they, that I was giving, they said to me, oh my goodness, I thought Jews hate black people. Their whole entire mind was shifted. In this one instance of seeing the response that people, the way that people were treating me with love and Ava and people coming by and, and how many people, they had a whole different shift because before this, they had a whole different idea of what, of how Jews viewed black people. And Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And when we watch that video, we will have that in mind, believe you me. Uh, I apologize. We're so pressed for time and I do want to actually get to one of your songs in a minute. Um, finally, any difference between here and Israel? In Israel, are you more comfortable? Is it different? Like, how, what would you say? You know, it's definitely different. You know, Eretz Israel has a level of peace, and certainly, quote unquote, as a person of color, uh, you're not at the forefront of any concerning 
issues from the authorities or the uh, perusing groups uh, and certainly the time in Israel and being able to heal and learn in yeshiva uh, and, you know, visit Kevin Zedekum, et cetera, then gives one a different feeling when they come to America. Right. Uh, I think it is worth saying that, you know, for those that are in America and that are of color, you know, the 13th Amendment, quote unquote, that abolished slavery had a word that you should never accept in a contract if it's within the first four or five or six words, which says, you know, neither slavery nor involuntary servitude except for the commission of a crime shall be permissible. So in essence, what ended slavery said, no more slavery unless you commit a crime. Right. And then from there, it's like, why is there so much crime in the community? And it's like, well, it seems to be economically advantageous for crime to be in certain communities and to be looking for crime in certain communities and to police crime in certain communities to continue the economic uh, beneficial structure and system that was going on that many people didn't want to depart from. So that's semantics for some, but for a person to me who's a little more pragmatic, it's like, um, you know, there's crime everywhere. Most crime against most communities happens by people that look like them. You know, this is like, these are germane facts. Mm -hmm. um, and in terms of us judging other people in other people's situations, that doesn't necessarily ever get anyone anywhere. Um, again, leading with love, leading with understanding, working on growing and building your own is a... Uh, but is there more love and understanding in Israel or not when it comes to the... to the? There's definitely more kosher restaurants. <laughs> definitely more minions, you know, Um and, and and that for sure is enough to be motivating. But, you know, there's some lovely communities in Brooklyn and in North Miami Beach and Miami Beach and so Hollywood and feel, Boston. you can feel the love all around the globe. Absolutely. The as long as there's kosher food, the love feels a lot better. <laughs> Nisim, do you agree with this comment by Zacharia? <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I mean, I guess so. Um, the truth is, it's like, you know, like you said, there's, there's less of a concern. Um, driving around, you right. know what I'm saying? And with right. the, I, I think I was I with the car. We were back in New York. I don't know if it was maybe 24 hours or something like that. Uh, we got pulled over by the police in Manhattan. Now, the truth is, you know, not to say the racial profile, even though the officer, he was also black, you know what I mean? But right. very rarely and never in Israel, you know, do we get pulled over and, you know, checked out <laughs> I'm just saying to say there's something. <laughs> he loves life, this guy. I'm, I'm still, hey, I'm still looking for that ticket, man. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so the funny part is, is that, you know, being here in Israel, you may not have those issues, but people are much more um, able to to be very open about the way that they feel about things, uh, different things like that, where right. in America, things may be more politically correct. So some things that. have the, the benefits and advantages, but... I, I say, but but Derek, what I've experienced me myself as as more love than anything that I have experienced. You know what I'm saying? The opposite. No, so I hear I'm that. not even gonna act like oh, there's some like type of uh, like it's some some close number or percentage of the amount of hate of discrimination as compared to the love. For sure not. You know what I'm saying? Right. Sure Understood. And I think it's by and large because that's that's what I give out. So that's that's what comes back. You know oh, what I mean? Zachariah, I cannot thank. I hope we can continue this at some point. I cannot thank amen, you amen. enough. I know you took a very long journey to get here this morning, amen, and amen. it's much appreciated. And it's a pleasure meeting you. And likewise, I hope that uh, I, if there are one or two people out there that have taken our advice now to just reach out a little bit more and think before they interact with other racial groups or ethnic groups, yeah. then we've had a successful morning. Frankly. When you're the majority person in the room, if you take it upon yourself to try to welcome, right. 
the other person in the room. And even if you're suspicious, no better way to find out what's going on than to go and greet right. and actually be kind to someone and leave with love. You know, Mashiach should be soon. Amen to that. Neeson, we literally have 30 seconds. Can you introduce Motherland Bounce for us, please? The Motherland Bounce is um, a song that uh, definitely deals with this topic and is very timely, even though what it's supposed to be. But I wanted to be able to tell people that, you know what I'm saying? Yes, I am. And this is from both sides, both the Jewish world and the, and the colored, uh, colored community that I come from that I'm very happy to be in my own skin, both as a Jew and as a black person. Mm. And let me show you how much. And so this is, uh, that was a motivation for this song. Neeson, best to your family, and please let us know when you're in New York next. Thank you. Will do. Will thank do. you so much. Zacharia, I thank you so much. Okay. And we are jealous of where you get to live in Yerushalayim. <laughs> you're, lit- you're literally in the center of Jerusalem amen, while amen, we are 6,000 miles away. Hey, you know, I'll have you in mind. I hope you will, <laughs> and send our best to the Holy Land. Okay. Uh, Zachary Levine, who, by the way, uh, everybody, uh, happens to be a um, a very big fan, and reciprocally, he is a big fan of Zachary, of the great Simon Jacob, who's, ah, a, who's the, a very familiar name to this audience. The wine connoisseur, The absolutely. wine connoisseur and many other absolutely. things. Amen, the chairman amen. of our Jewish Unity Initiative. He's somebody who could certainly address the issue of unity. Amen. Um, so best regards, Zachary, and thank you. It's called Motherland Bounce. It's Nissan Black. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM. Shopping with a Sammy Davis cousin. Tried to dodge the industry, but now my name is buzzing. They all saying that I'm conscious. I say that it's nonsense. So I say I've been on since on. Had an on switch from Seattle, the rainy city where my mom lived. In Jerusalem, the golden city that was conquered. But still we moving onward. Motherland conquest. Smell me like an armpit. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' play it loud until they feel it. Yeah. Yeah. We gon' blow the roof up off the building. Yeah. Motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce, check it out now, motherland bounce. We baba. My mama told me that I read good. Been on my straight and narrow, but my history is the hood. Thank God today that we could buy a box of Cheerios or kicks. I can even buy tricks. I'm no longer on wick. EBT car rip in my passport lip. Stamp like a notary from every country that I went. Ain't a country like this from the others you've been sent. Black is beautiful. This gonna be the motherland hit. Yeah. Yeah, we gon' play it loud until they feel it, yeah. Yeah, we gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. Yeah, we gon' play that motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. Check it out now, motherland bounce. We baba. Yeah, yeah, bounce. Yeah, 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 bounce. Yeah, 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 we bounce. Yeah, 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 yeah. He said it's God's plan, but I'm God's man. Yeah, I used to run with BGD, yeah. 
I dropped the B and put a O after the G. Yeah. Six points, still big up King D. In the synagogue, camouflage, but I can't wipe the skin off. I'm proud of it, it's loud a bit, but I'm not trying to crisscross. I done made it this far, hold it all in my heart. I hold my breath and brace myself when they take their socks off. Ain't no monkey business, cause ain't no monkeys in here. I know what you've been thinking, the black A blinking. Just wanted you to be aware. Signing off, it's Mr. Black, Hitler's worst nightmare, yeah. Yeah, we gon' play it loud until they feel it, yeah. Yeah, we gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. yeah. We gon' play that motherland bounce, check it out that motherland bounce, check it out that motherland bounce, we baba. Yeah, we gon' play it loud until they feel it, yeah. Yeah, we gon' blow the roof up off the building, yeah. The gentleman who joined us live from Israel as he was driving his kids around the Beit Shemesh area. That's how he's known to us today, but in general he's known as Nissan Black, and that's Motherland Bounce, brand new here at JM in the AM.